Hey, everyone. Welcome to Locked on Lakers for Monday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky, Max Christie, D'Angelo Russell, and Anthony Davis look great in the preseason opener. Who's going to shine tonight against the Nets? That's next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everyone for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcasts. Always free, never behind a paywall. And Locked On Lakers on YouTube is where you can go hang out with 21,000 subscribers to the channel who are getting ready for the regular season. That number's going to skyrocket, Andy, with the Lakers' win totals. Uh, people really excited about the, the beginning of the season. Of course, the Lakers' second preseason game is tonight in Vegas, I believe, against the the Nets of Brooklyn. Um, want to let everybody know that today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. So um, there was a game, Andy, Saturday night. Um, that's where we'll talk a lot about that and who we liked, who didn't look great. Um, get you ready for tonight's game as well. Um they didn't win. The Lakers didn't win. Preseason scores are not necessarily all that critical. Um, but I, at least, in watching, despite the score, left that game thinking, all right, overall, I like what I see. Also worth reminding people, LeBron and Austin Reeves did not play on Saturday against against the Warriors. Right, and in the meantime, Anthony Davis and D'Angelo Russell, the two most established Lakers, um, as far as the guys who did play, they both looked really good in this game. They both yeah, looked D'Lo, I thought, was just outstanding. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they both, I thought, looked really in rhythm. They looked really comfortable. They both played just the first half, about 15 or 16 minutes mm -hmm. for each of them, but really productive. Anthony Davis was 15 points, 6 and 11 from the field, 2 of 3 from behind the arc, 5 rebounds. His first basket was like a really aggressive face-up off the dribble, spun to the basket, um, next trip down, he had another face-up drive. Um, he had a, a good pick-and-roll sequence with Gabe Vincent, set up on a nice bounce pass uh, for a dunk, had a couple threes. Real, he did not hesitate at all to take these straightaway threes. They, they looked really good, and we can talk about the three-point shooting in general for the mm -hmm. team, which was very good. D'Lo, both as a scorer and a playmaker, looked terrific. It, it was very D'Angelo Russell in terms just, of the was, scoring. Yeah, because he got off to got off to a slow start, missed his you know first few shots, but then inside and outside just got on a roll. He successfully created an and one trip. Like it, playmaking looked really good. He had a steal. He had a block. Like it, it's funny when you when we heard D'Angelo talk during his media day about how the process of negotiating which a lot of people speculated might have been a little bit uncomfortable because the market wasn't there for D'Angelo and like, you know, did, did the no trade, you know, did waiving his no trade clause, you know, imply anything to him. There's all, been all this talk about D'Lo getting signed to eventually get traded at the deadline. He talked incessantly about how comfortable the whole process made him, how it made him feel wanted, like he has a role. And he played like a guy that felt like that from minute one. 
Yeah, and I don't I don't know how truthful he's being about the the I don't I also don't really think I mean a lot of this like you know D'Angelo Russell is expecting asking for once 25 26 27 million dollars. We tried to tell y'all that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> and he knew that. I mean the answer is no if you don't ask, but like nobody was going to give him that kind of money. And so I think the the I'm not even sure he asked. <laughs> I, I, I didn't I guarantee he didn't ask the Lakers for it, but like the yeah, where did he, where did he end up at 19? 18. 18. So it's like, first of all, don't you don't want to be that guy who, as Austin Reeves said uh, in his, you know, it's, it's like it's hard to be angry over $52 million. Like you can wish it turned out better. I'm sure he wished that San Antonio swooped in with a $65 million deal that the Lakers would have been absolutely sure to match, which is why. Nobody did that, you know, 70 million, whatever it is. They all knew the Lakers were going to match, so they didn't do it. I'm sure he would have preferred that because why not? But it is hard to be mad at $52 million. It's the same thing with D'Angelo Russell. He's got a guaranteed $38 million coming to him. It's hard to be angry at that, particularly when you know you've been kind of overpaid for the last few years. But so, I, you know, whether he's telling the truth completely or not, it was just to me, it was a reminder of like when the Lakers were talking about how excited they were to bring him back, how they really wanted to bring him back. And they look, they didn't commit to four years with him. And that's, I get it. I understand um, that you saw why it's like, especially on a team like this, where you're going to be missing games from LeBron, you're going to be missing games from AD. And in any game that both of those guys play, you would love to find other sources of scoring other sources of ball handling and ways to lighten the load on both of those guys is just smooth it was very smooth getting inside changes of speed using the backboard quick shots you know all that like you say it was it was I, he played very well and then ad um the biggest thing that obviously stuck out i think for a lot of people was the two of three from three point range um i know andy we've talked about the shooting and how when we say shooting, we don't necessarily mean three-point shooting. I do not want him taking five or six three-pointers a game. That said, <laughs> if by chance what we've been hearing about all you know the last you know three, two or three weeks about Anthony Davis is shooting and how good it looks and all that other stuff, if by chance it it means he can take three or four threes a game and shoot 36%, I'm not here to stop him. I just don't need to see. I don't need to see that process develop. If it's already there, I'm cool. But otherwise, you know, but the shooting looked good. He just, AD looked just, I know he has said that his off-season workouts were nothing different than anything he's ever done before after hearing, you know, Darvin Ham and Rob Palenka say that this was a very different off-season for Anthony Davis, that he was, that he was much more in the lab, in the gym than sort of recuperating the way he had in past uh, off seasons, maybe AD is chafing at this because he doesn't like the perception of you know somebody that hasn't been taking the summer seriously. Whatever. All I can tell you is he looks really good, and if nothing else, he looked like somebody. No matter what he was doing this off season, he looked like somebody that uh, was able to hit the ground running in terms of actual basketball because he was he was I think the best player on the floor in that first half and and oh, yeah. that's that's the thing that you want from the guy that's really the most important player on the court like lebron's voice 
and LeBron's intelligence, his leadership, and LeBron's skills, they all really matter. But nobody is more important to this team's success than AD. I agree. Um, and it was it was nice to see him get off to a really strong start in the preseason. I expect him to play similar to LeBron, you know, probably miss a game here and there. But AD will probably play a little bit more. I remember a couple of years ago, he was the only guy who played when everybody was was taking the the preseason off. Um, I I got a, we got a few other guys I know we want to get into. I mentioned Max Christie in the intro. Um, some of the, how did the other new guys look? Some good, some not so good. And we'll also get you ready for tonight's second preseason game against the Nets in Vegas. All of that next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by Game Time. And several years ago, some friends of mine and I, we went to go see LL Cool J in L.A. at the now defunct House of Blues. Really last minute. Didn't know how to get ourselves tickets, so we bought them from a scalper. Turns out they were fake. We managed to get into this concert through some total random serendipity. But after that, I vowed I will broke down a door. No, we just we. It turned out uh, our buddy Dorn. You know Dorn. These things work out for Dorn. Uh, Dorn knew somebody who worked the door. As it turned out, talk about lucky serendipity. We ended up getting backstage and into the VIP for this show we ended up right. ultimately with a better experience than if we had had tickets more of the story guys never get tickets <laughs> right now you can't count on that that is not the lesson unless you happen to know dorn in which case it might be the lesson but for anybody else that doesn't know dorn you go to game time because it's the fast easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy shows and theater near you and killer deals on last minute tickets best price guarantee you don't have to stress over the tickets you can just Get hyped for the fun. They offer images of seat views. They offer the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection. And the game time guarantee means you will always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time credits you 110% of the difference. That's why they are the fastest growing ticketing app in the country. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps. Tickets go directly to your phone and you're set. So snag the tickets without the stress using game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code LOCKEDONNBA for 20 bucks off. Download Game Time. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So, obviously, you know, you want your best players to look good, look comfortable, look like they're ready to go, and... In terms of the best players on the floor for the Lakers, with LeBron and Austin Reeves not there, uh, Reeves, it should be noted, got phenomenal reviews for his performance on Friday. Uh, he has been the Lakers are bringing him along very slowly, given how much basketball he played, and uh, more importantly, how much basketball they are anticipating he'll be playing this year. High leverage, uh, high intensity minutes. They're going to need Austin Reeves, and they're going to lean on him a lot. And he does not need to be uh, burning that stuff up in the preseason. Um, but it's 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 comforting to see those guys play well. That that Davis's shot looks good, and all and all that stuff. But when you look at the new guys, uh, or in the case of Max Christie, um, not new, but with a potentially new role, uh, an elevated role, um, what stuck out to you? I know we got a few guys we want to talk about. Where do you want to start? Well, we've just been talking about Max Christie. He he looks like a guy. I again, this is going to be a broken record for me because I've been outwardly really bullish on him but he just looks like a guy who's ready like Mm -hmm. even he got better as the game went along 
And, you know, there will be some people maybe who are cynical who will say he got better as he started playing against some lesser competition. And to some degree, that's true. But the entire time he was out there, Christie just looked like an NBA player. Like he looked like somebody who was completely confident, completely aware of where he was supposed to be. He looked, you know, active, boxing out, just just doing the things that he's supposed he's supposed to do. And afterwards, Darvin Ham, Anthony Davis, they both raved about him. And just it's just been this theme that you can tell internally they're really high on this guy and just feel it just feels like his learning curve is moving in a direction that gives the organization a lot of confidence. And it feels like if nothing else, they will be surprised, like genuinely surprised if he does not end up with a consistent role this year. Cause it seems like that is what they are looking forward to right now. I think that, I mean, that's certainly the hope. Um, I mean, where he fits in, is in terms of you know is he a six guy is he the you know second player off the bench it's like some of this is very dependent on you know Gabe Vincent and um and 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 D'Angelo played together in the first game Vincent actually started with with Reeves and LeBron out um how often will they run with a lineup like that um you know how many backup minutes are there going to be at the two given how much Reeves might play how much three could Reeves play in smaller lineups with guards? And so, like, there are a lot or of Christie different... for that matter. Or I mean, Christie, how many, right? For sure. And I was, that's what I was he's sort of actually getting. bigger than Reeves, he is, but like, you know, but in, if if Reeves plays the three in lineups without, um, you know, Christie on the floor, I'm just, you know, kind of making up some of these hypothetical lineups. Um, but you're right, Christie can also fill in as the backup small forward, um, and, and places like that. But so even though while you, you don't know, what stuck out to me is there's just a sort of solidness about what he was doing. It, you saw it in the summer league and it carried through to Sunday where we we talk about it a lot with role players and what coaches want. They want predictability. They want guys who are going to make the right play. The shot goes in, the shot doesn't go in. Fine. But don't blow a defensive coverage. Don't miss the pass that needs to be made to keep the offense moving. And in that regard, I feel like the confidence that Christie pl- is playing with, clearly, it's it's got kind of a Reeves vibe to it. And I mean that not in the sense of the skill sets, although I guess there's some overlap, but just, again, in that solidness. What sticks out about Reeves so much is he just makes the right play. Sometimes he plays better than others, but he doesn't do a lot of dumb bleep on the floor. I don't, I, Christie doesn't look like somebody who's going to do a lot of dumb bleep on the floor. And that will open up tremendous amounts of playing time because the Lakers don't have time for dumb bleep. Yeah. Uh, he was 15 points, six to 10 from the floor, hit a couple threes, two rebounds, and assists, a steal. Um, he afterwards Anthony, stronger all that stuff yeah anthony davis talked afterwards just he said quote ultimate confidence there are a lot of things you can say about max he's putting it on the floor he knows where to pick his spots on the floor where he's going to score where to make the right plays and just being aggressive we're going to need a, that from him at some point this season and you contrast this to you know we're start talking about the new guys cam reddish who i think christie is in to some degree a positional battle with whether you're talking about as a backup two or to whatever degree you think Reddish is more of a three. We talked about Christie could play some of those small forward minutes. 
you know, Cam Reddish, quite frankly, just did not look good in this game at all. No. I mean, he was really wild um, on both sides of the ball. He he was 0-4 from the floor, 0-3 from behind the arc. A couple of his threes, I mean, one of them from the corner went over the basket. Another one straight away, it almost missed the rim. Like, it may have just grazed the rim hitting the backboard, but he just – you. and I don't say this just to, like, pick on Reddish, but – in terms of young players and poise and seeming like they know what they're supposed to be doing in their role. You know, we heard a lot about, you know, from, you know, the, the preview, the scouting report that I did with uh, the locked on hosts who all covered Cam Reddish at some point with uh, either the Hawks or the Blazers or the Knicks, you know, that constant theme of Reddish seeing himself as a star player, like envisioning himself that way. And you don't understand why he was incredibly highly touted, coming out of high school, going to Duke and whatever. But beyond the fact that Reddish doesn't look like a star player, he often looks like somebody that doesn't know what to do with himself if he's not in a star role. And again, I, I don't want to overreact positively or negatively for anybody off one right. preseason, one game, preseason but, game. But Reddish just looked, you know, he wasn't the only guy in this game who looked kind of wild or sped up, but it's noteworthy just when you compare it to what you see in Christie, like that sort of vibe and poise. Well, and again, I don't want, I, I also don't want to slip into confirmation bias because anybody who's been watching the show and listening and all that stuff knows I, I don't understand the, the consistent connection between, I just, I, I the reddish my, fetish, as you put my, it, my reddish, the reddish fetish the Lakers seem to have. Because he's just in the times that I've watched him, he's just not been very good, um, and so you see it. And but if you go back to you talk about the role thing, Andy. Go back to media day. He was the only guy, really one of the only guys in the team who, like, when asked about that like role thing and whatever, he's like, I don't even, I don't know what my role is, um, and that is fair because I don't think the Lakers know because I don't think he really has one. Um, if if everybody does what they're supposed to do. Reddish isn't going to play very much when guys are healthy. But the one of the biggest contrasts between Christie and Reddish is that ability is like, you know, Christie looks like he understands what he will be asked to do and is capable of of playing that role and and like filling a lane. And I think that adjustment for Reddish is going to be tougher in part because I think I just think Christie limited sample size with all of this just has a higher basketball IQ. Um, he just he plays like a smarter player. Yeah, um, so I mean, we'll see. You know, we'll see how that goes. Um, and but overall, I was I was super impressed with with what Christie was doing. We talk a little bit more about Reddish uh, coming out of the break. Um, also, want to mention the the performances of Torian Prince. And Jackson Hayes, who for people also know that I've been a little skeptical about, I had some mm, kind of moments with, with Jackson Hayes. We'll get into all that next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by Jace. And if the past few years with the pandemic, various natural disasters, unforeseen emergencies have taught us anything, it's that you got to expect the unexpected. And everyone should feel empowered to take care of themselves their loved ones, their family, their friends, when it feels like the world's gone sideways. And that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics 
for emergency use and it gives you the peace of mind so that you're not just hoping you have access to medication in the case of an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have that medication in hand. It's really simple. Jace Medical, they handle everything from the online evaluation. I've done it. Brian's done it. It's super, super quick and easy to licensed pharmacy, medication delivery, ongoing consultation and care. You will not be caught unprepared with the Jace case from Jace Medical. And you can save more than 360 bucks by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional 20 bucks off using the code locked on at the checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com promo code locked on. Uh, Torian Prince, Andy, uh, had five thousand likes. <laughs> nope. Six files. Yeah, he had he six files. Six five were in about the first three that's, minutes. Somehow. That's what I was, I was really getting at. Was the first five files in the first like seven minutes of the game. He did manage to get to almost 13 minutes before going out. Uh, it was an uh, inauspicious debut in a Laker uniform for, for Torian Prince. Any concerns there? Um, no. I mean, Torian Prince has an established track record. We, we know who he is. I'm not worried about it all. The only thing I will say that I'm going to be watching for just as somebody who's never seen Torian Prince on a game in game out basis. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, for all the new guys, Brian and I've seen these guys play many times, but it's, it's different than when you see them 82 games and right. hopefully playoffs as well. And you're, and you're also too, when they're on your team, you're just watching them more carefully. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, sometimes in certain ways we've come to realize over the years in retrospect, you know what? You, you're watching guys a little too hypercritically, you know, like mm -hmm. sometimes you make, too big of a deal out of certain things. You don't realize it's much more common with a lot of players around the league. But with Prince, he got bullied a lot in the post, and that led to a couple of those fouls. You know, a couple of them were also having to cover and transition for, frankly, I think mistakes that weren't really his, but he got bullied a few times. So that's something I'm going to be watching for, just like because sometimes he will be asked to check fours mm -hmm. and things like that. So, it, and He's not. He's never been a particularly good rebounder for his size and position. So, you know, does that element of physicality in general something that can cause him problems? But beyond that, no, none of it concerns me at all. It reminds me a little bit of uh, sort of a KCP kind of thing when you know uh, my 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 patience, my you know my you know the the amount of time I'm willing to kind of give it to work. Like even if he has a bad preseason and then has a bad start to the season like I, he is a in a, a well-established like you said enough player in the league that i think you can give him a fair amount of leeway before you you start to get really concerned about look i mean different context huge with role players it, it's certainly possible that the context with the lakers may not work but i'm not not worried about that at this point <laughs> it seems a little premature um i have been skeptical about Jackson Hayes. I was pleased with the Wood signing because I, they needed to sign someone so they wouldn't be uh, dependent on Christian Wood, who, by the way, we haven't mentioned, and I didn't think looked particularly good on, on Saturday. No. Um, but we'll get to, maybe we'll get to him before the end of the show. I, I got it with Hayes. Like, I'm still, like, I'm not at all reddish curious at, in, in any way, shape, or form, but, like, I, I could understand. There were moments in this game where you see Hayes get off the floor. The way he moved with, there were a couple exchanges with D'Lo in particular. Like 
oh, okay. I see what we're looking at here. Like if you could figure out how we, the athleticism is so effortless with Hayes and it, it instantly brought back to mind the, the, the utility they got out of JaVale McGee in the championship season with just that, that vertical threat um, offensively in particular. I, I got it. I got yeah. what they were looking at with Jackson Hayes. Yeah, and Hayes, you know, because he's like 10 years younger than JaVale was when, when the Lakers had him, you know, he is a superior athlete at this point. He's got more oh, explosive sure. athleticism. You know, JaVale, JaVale was a bigger target, and JaVale right. is one of the most unique, freaky athletes. Right. And, and freakish seen. in how long his athleticism has lasted. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you wonder now if the, you know, unfortunately the expiration date I may have hit. Finally, yeah, I think it has. But, like, JaVale was a really, really unique athlete. But you see it with Jackson Hayes where you watch him in this game at times and you're like, man, if if he learned how to, like, refine the athleticism to all the, the – with all the different stuff that you're supposed to be doing that don't necessarily come down to just being a better athlete than everyone else – you can see certain things like the thing that I liked the most from Hayes in this game. And I, I thought overall he was fine. I didn't think he was great. I didn't think he was bad, but there were more positives than negatives. He had five points, uh, made both, uh, made both of his attempts, um, had three assists, two came out of the short roll, like pretty much under the basket, really nice feeds. Mm -hmm. And he was just, he's really active. Like he's a really lively, active presence and, like, you contrast that with Christian Wood. Like, he didn't have a great night from the field. He, he had five points, two of eight shooting, missed um, everything right. he, he attempted from distance. And, well, I mean, again, that happens. It's not sure, it, it, it happens. And, you know, he had a couple, he had a couple good plays defensively. He actually, he, uh, Christian Wood forced a turnover from uh, Clay Thompson. He got in the way of a baseline drive, and it led to AD hitting one of his threes. But there were other times where, and this is something that really, I think, was a big contrast between Wood and Hayes in this game. The thing that jumped out at me with Wood more than anything else is he looked slow. He looked really slow. Like, and you and I have both watched Christian Wood play many times. I'd never noticed that before, and maybe it was just one-off game, whatever. He looked like one of the slowest guys on the court even like when things were going well, he looked slow. Yeah, it's just sluggish. Um, yeah, and you know he's he is too well established as a really good offensive player to have like concerns about like you know was it smoking? You can't do that for the amount of time. No, no. Um, we just didn't have. A, it was not. It was. It was not. It was like Prince. It was just not a good debut um but like you know looking forward whether it's it's tonight or through the i when you start to break down what you're interested in seeing and what kind of matters versus what doesn't the scores really don't uh, at least not to me but like what do some of these combinations look like i i do think it matters whether or not gabe vincent who look exactly like i think you would want gabe vincent to look like can you play lineups with him and d together um i, I if you can I think that's that's good. I would um, think you could. I, I would think so too. But it also, if, especially if Reeves is still on the floor, then it's going to freak people out because now you've got three guards. And but um, you know, just what some of those combinations look like, and Wood with AD, Wood with LeBron, like some of these things. 
I do want to see moments in the preseason. It doesn't have to be tonight, but I want to see moments in the preseason where you go, ah, okay. Um, the, the, this combination has a little chemistry. It's got a little something that's building. Because again, the Lakers do need to hit the ground running here because the first 15 games are pretty tough. The Western Conference is extraordinarily brutal, and you just don't want to be running uphill if you can avoid it um, in, in, in starting in November. Like, yeah. You know, that's why, like, you know, I, I, to the best of my knowledge, I've not heard uh, heading into tonight's game whether LeBron and not, Reeves no. are going to play. I think I think Reeves is supposed to play. I do not know about LeBron. But, like, assuming assuming they do play, or at least one of them plays, like, you know, you just start getting a better idea of, like, okay, how, how does the offense get organized when you add, at minimum, one more of their three best playmakers between LeBron, Reeves, and D'Lo? Like where do the, the looks start coming from? Like I'm, if all three play, I'm really curious to see. Does there seem to be an organization of labor when it comes to playmaking in general? And like you know, how much of the reins is LeBron seemingly willing to give up at all? You know, like how does how does that by play work? You know, because we've talked before about for all the talk of easing that load off LeBron, some of it has to be LeBron allowing it to be eased, mm-hmm. and there has not frankly been a lot of evidence that he will do that at least offensively but i you're right you want to see where all these different you know all these different combinations how they look whether certain guys have chemistry together like it was established last year in about i don't know 10 minutes that Reeves and Delo have great chemistry together mm-hmm. like they are really good playing off each other beyond the fact that their skill sets complement each other like they clearly enjoy playing off each other. They trust each other, that sort of thing. Side note in this game, I really hope Ben Simmons plays. Like, mm. I am really curious because he's been talking a lot about feeling good and wanting to reestablish himself. It is. It seems like a bajillion years ago, the guy was an all-star and first-team all-defense in 2021. Yeah. Like, it seems like a zillion years ago. I- and I, I think people are focusing so much on the drama around Simmons um, and being like, well, there's no more drama. You can go back. The, the, those injuries he's suffered have been significant. And um, you just, you, you wonder how much it's just not the gap between, you know, dominant defensively with the physical, you know, the physical frame that he's got. He's a huge guy. Um, but if he can't move quite as well, can't be like he, he you just he's not gonna be as good. But I, I, I'm not rooting against him. It's like you see guys have that much trouble, you kind of want them to be able to come back and play. Plus, he was just so good, like he was for all the you know, the three point shooting and the free throw shooting and all that other stuff. What was good about Ben Simmons was outstanding, and so uh, it would be nice to see similar totally unrelated to this game dante exum in dallas like yeah talk about a guy who i'd loved his we actually a million years ago when he was a rookie did a thing a freelance thing with him we got to meet him a little bit spend a little time around him. nice really nice kid nice family yeah um injuries completely derailed his career he'd love to see that work out um last thing i do want to mention before we go uh, jared vanderbilt got the start again no lebron no austin reeves so vanderbilt and gabe vincent step into the starting lineup um, on Saturday, uh, two for three for Vanderbilt on uh, corner threes. So 
Uh, let's, you know, it's interesting. Just you know, knock on wood. Let's see if that that continues for Jared Vanderbilt. Overall, the three point shooting for the Lakers was sweet, forty yeah. percent on the night. So that's another thing we want to see continue. Uh, Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to see the show, hang out with twenty one thousand people uh, who have been uh, uh, downloading and enjoying it daily, leaving questions, leaving comments. Let us know what you think about what you saw on Saturday, what you see tonight against the Nets. Love to use questions and comments in the show. We will see everybody on Tuesday.